0: On today's episode, we've got two sellers never met each other from opposite ends of the world and who we're gonna find out that they have a lot in common from revenue to some of their goals that they have to their strategies. As a matter of fact, we're gonna have our first ever strategy showdown here with these two guests. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world. We've got a couple serious sellers here on completely opposite, if I'm not mistaken, sides of the world. Uh, It's 10 p.m. here in California. First of all, Volvo, where are you at and what time is it there
1: hey brother. nice to be here man i'm in israel now it's now 8 a.m just starting the day man and it's a good start so far with you and Wei.
0: okay cool so israel and then Wei, uh what time is it where you're at and uh, where are you at i'm here in shanghai and right now it's 1 p.m okay 1 p.m so yeah we are all all kinds of uh time zones right now it's still um what is this? Uh, I don't even know what today. is. T- today, <laughs> Tuesday over here. We got Wednesday. I'm talking to Wednesday. All right. Anyways, let's talk about some strategy here and your guys' history. You guys don't know each other as far as I'm mistaken. I've met both of you. I haven't met you guys in person, I don't think, but just, you know, on, um, you know, on Zoom and, and different things like that. But first of all, Vova, where were you uh, born and raised?
1: Yeah, man, I was uh, born and raised in Ukraine. And I lived there until the age of eight. I was born in a town called Zaporozhye. <laughs> and then I moved to Israel, to a town town called Arad. It's a really small town in the desert here, like 30,000 okay. people, something like that. And I've lived here most of my life, man, in Israel. Yes.
0: So then growing up right around that time when you were about to leave Ukraine and just getting to Israel, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old, What what did you think you were going to be when you grew up?
1: And I was a really little kid back then, so I don't remember much, but I do remember that I I was (laughs) I could read fast. For some reason I could read fast, so I probably thought of like something connected to you know, something connected to uh, hard even to say, something creative maybe, because the reading and we can read fast, maybe learn fast, maybe some engineer or something. But fast forward, man, after this, I wanted to be a chemical engineer, something like this. And then I became a lifeguard. And then I quit my job to become an Amazon seller. <laughs> so it's, okay. it went the other way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you go to university there in um, Israel?
1: No, no, man. No, I never went to university. I uh, skipped this. I went traveling for uh, like a year of backpacking. I did military service, backpacked the year, man. And then I got my chakras open to creating something because of the travels. I really enjoyed the freedom. I came back home. I tried uh, travel blogging, I tried running an Instagram, a bunch of other stuff, and eventually somehow bumped into Amazon FBA in 2016, man. And from there- 2016.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So it did, didn't exactly end up where you thought you were going to be, but that's pretty much uh, always the case with everybody. L- let's switch back to uh, way. Were you born and raised in uh, China?
2: Yeah, I'm born and raised in mainland China. Then I go to university. Then graduate school.
0: To hey, wait, wait, you're going way too fast. Come on, <laughs> you, you, you're so like you went from zero. To, you went from born to university in like three seconds. There. Well, what what yeah, what the, what part of China? The, uh, were you uh, born? The, the,
2: the northern part of China is near Beijing. Near
0: Beijing, okay. Uh, I've been yeah. to Beijing. I've been to uh Tian, Tianjin over there. I think that's north. Yeah, part there. Okay, that's so then there. what did you think you were going to be? When you, uh, uh, when you became an adult? Uh,
2: I always wanted to be a journalist. I started journalism in, in university and in graduate school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, start, I think I work in journalism. But, in but even when you were of, little,
0: you wanted to uh, do that? Yes. Oh wow, a- yes. and then you ended up going to university for what you wanted to do since you were young. Yes. Wow, I, nice. I want
2: to be a reporter. I want to write something. Okay. I always want to write something and uh, uh, so I go to university to study journalism afterwards. I work for the best uh, financial uh, information industry company in China. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, the, there's a trend in China. People are, want to have their own business, mm-hmm. uh, their startup. Uh, in 2016, I left the company and started my own company, uh, Info, uh, providing information. But uh, that failed. Uh, for two years, I worked here and there, uh, some public re- relation job, uh, and in 2018, I found Amazon. Uh, some friends in America asked me to solve something for him, uh, saw something for him. Mm-hmm. So I I I came across what what's the guy is doing. <laughs> so yeah. I I found Amazon, and uh, uh, the rest is uh, the last three years.
0: Okay, cool. Let's let's go back to Volva now. So it was actually a couple years maybe before Way that you discovered. Amazon. How did you even discover the Amazon opportunity, Vova? Uh,
1: yeah, so how it was is I was struggling to make money on the internet. As I mentioned, I was traveling and uh, backpacking. When I came back to Israel, I was fired up to create something of my own and nothing really worked. So the first thing I was able to sell online was a picture on 2020.com. It's like stock photos website of my travels. Mm-hmm. But that was it for like uh a year and a half. And then I read about dropshipping and I told a good friend of mine that was going to the gym with me, I told him like, Hey man, like I found dropshipping, want to try. He was also kind of, he wanted to do something entrepreneurial. And then he's like, Hey man, I found something else like Amazon FBA. And then we kind of uh, bought a webinar of a company, Ukrainian company that was in back in the day, Info Products sales hub. And we... Went through that and it sounded good. You know, you create your own products, you don't take care of the fulfillment. And then we kind of started, man, like just jumped. First product ordered 500 units of Kitchen Scissors. <laughs> and, so so <laughs> th- this wasn't
0: drop shipping. This was like private label. No, no,
1: no, no. We we eventually started from uh, private label straightaway. Okay, the drop ship or mm-hmm.
0: and this is yeah. 2016 or are we we in 2017 now when you yeah had your 16 first
1: October we kind of we went to <laughs> we went to Ibiza actually we partied hard for a week we came back and the webinar thing was after that, that nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, started all the process. First sale was January 25th, 2017.
0: Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Now then, do you, how did that first product do? Was it a success? Failure? Broke even? What?
1: Yeah. So it's interesting because uh, it started going uh, pretty well. Like, you know, in terms of new seller, we were excited for each new sale, one, two sales, whatever. I think the first year in 17, we sold about, I can't tell you straight away. I mean, I remember our revenue, we did 147 grand revenue, profit 17%. Okay. But of these products, the scissors, we sold about 4,000 scissors, something like this first year. So it yeah. kind of, you know, it caught up and it was pretty, I mean, yeah, <laughs>
0: fine, <laughs> fine. Okay, okay. So, so obviously it wasn't enough to like, you know, make a living or make, you know, cover mm. all your mm. expenses, but, but it was it was a start. Okay, um, yeah. let's go back to, uh, to way. So did you tell your friend that you were going to go ahead and start on your own or you just did it by yourself?
2: I tell, him, I tell him that uh, I want to learn. Can you tell uh-huh. me? He said, it's a secret. Go watch YouTube.
0: <laughs> 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 and so that's how you learned. You just taught yourself watching YouTube uh, videos?
2: Uh, I, I took some courses later. Uh, but uh, okay. uh, at that time, I just watched YouTube and find who, 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 who is the expert and uh, watch a lot of YouTube.
0: Okay. So then your first product, are you still selling your first product today or, or uh, you, you stopped it?
2: I, I I'm still selling my second product. The first product is called long handle squeegee. Okay, uh, like for for uh, for windows, like for for windows. Okay, for cleaning windows. That that's a failure because at that time I I have no idea about the oversized uh problem. Uh, and it's huh. uh, it's way over uh 18 inches, and uh, Amazon warehouse will uh, allocate the 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 product to three three warehouses. Yeah, at that time. I couldn't I, I calculate it if it's one to the same warehouse, it will make a profit, but when yeah. it's split, I do not make a profit,
0: <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. that's a that's a that's a big thing for for new sellers that they run into that uh, a lot, even experienced sellers, yeah, I'm running into that right now. Like I have a kind of oversized product, and it's just killing me because I guess I usually ship things. I'm able to ship most of my Amazon products to California warehouse. So whether it's coming from my warehouse here in California, or whether it's coming from China, it's pretty cheap because it's just right here in California. But then this product can't, I guess it, this size can't go to that warehouse. So I have to go to three different warehouses all on the East coast and just completely kills my uh, my profit. So that's a, that's a very valid uh, problem. So then your second product, you went I'm assuming just a smaller product and then uh, it was more successful for you.
2: Yes, uh, it still sells the best. Uh, it's all one to FDW1 or ONT8. That's okay. So, so California
0: or code. FTW, in which one Texas. is that? Is that Texas? Texas. Texas. Yes, Texas? Texas. Okay. Okay. Cool. So then for you, did you, I mean, I would imagine you've got a nice advantage living in China, speaking Chinese, obviously for sourcing and negotiating. Like, did, did you just go to a website, you know, to find a manufacturer like Alibaba or 1688 or, or did you already have like your own contacts at, at factories?
2: Yeah. I do not have any contacts at that time. Uh, the, uh, the benefit on my uh, past experience, is I'm a reporter. I'm not afraid to talk to anyone. I'm not afraid to lose faces. Mm-hmm. So I asked around, uh, I go to uh, 1688 and there is some, uh, local, uh, e-commerce, a uh, wholesale site. I okay. also go there and check.
0: Okay. Okay. And then you just start emailing them and, and negotiating price.
2: Yeah, the, the we use WeChat uh, and uh, Ali Wang Wang.
0: Okay, all right. So you, you, 2018, what 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 did you end your first year of sales? You know, you had that first one that didn't go very well, uh, and then you had the second one, which was better. What was your gross sales, gross revenue, would yeah. you say, in your first year?
2: That, that's another story, because I started <laughs> to sell Amazon on December the 11th. Oh, so at the
0: end of 2018.
2: Yes, I, n- I never know the Christmas season is so harsh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, let, let let's go ahead and launch right before Christmas. There we go. That should, sounds like a good idea. No, actually, actually, I don't yeah. think that's bad. I, I've launched products actually that time, and it just depends, you know, uh, what kind of product it is. So then, really, your first full year was twenty nineteen. Yes. Yes. Okay. What well, what was your gross sales twenty nineteen? Your first full year then.
2: Uh, I I do take uh, every month the sales mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the sales metric and make a video on YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. for that year i make uh, around uh 100,000 us
0: dollars. Okay. So uh yeah. about $100,000 in your first year of selling 2019. Yes. Man, you 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 and Volva, i just completely pick you guys randomly to be part of the same i was <laughs> like, you know what, it'd be it'd be interesting to bring two people from different parts of the world who have never met each other, <laughs> but a lot of your both of your stories are, are kind of similar. I, I like it here. Let's go back to Volva before he uh, feels too lonely uh over there. <laughs> now now, Vova, actually, Wei is a YouTuber. I didn't even realize that you're a YouTuber as well. When did you start your your like YouTube channel? Like, did you start chronicling your journey early on, or did this come after a little bit of success?
1: Yeah. So first, I didn't know that Wei is doing YouTube as well. So I'll have to check it out. It's pretty cool. And as for me with YouTube, it's interesting. So in 18, things were going very well in Amazon, and I thought like, oh. It's really nice, but if it just kind of doesn't work that well, maybe you should get another stream of income. So I thought, see, okay, people do this on YouTube. And I thought, well, probably they're also making some sort of income there. So I kind of watched some channels. Back in the day, uh, it was uh, Summer Brax, Mara T, some, uh, Adam Fisher. Uh, still, these guys are still uh, doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, well, they have interesting information. I have some experience as well. And somewhere in the late 18, I started
0: now, going back to the actual Amazon, we talked about 2016. How was 2017 and uh, 18 for you?
1: Yeah, so 16, as I mentioned, I uh, started. Just we were mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing all the process, sourcing, and learning. So uh, first year, we grossed 147 grand. Yep. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the numbers I remember from Fetcher. I used to use it back in the day. So yep. it might uh, you know, be a bit different on the you know, seller central itself, but I think it's not too much. And second year was a bit better. We did 323 grand, and I think margin was 19 percent. So you know, so now that year, a, that that yeah. that
0: kind of is enough money to to just live, right? You, you did or did you have to still have a different uh, another stream of income?:
1: Yeah, I mean, actually it was enough to live out of this because I also moved to Thailand. Thailand is much cheaper than Israel back in the day. I moved uh, mm-hmm. after our first year, like uh, 17. And yeah, just thought like, well, it's about the time to take the leap of faith and just quit the job. I really liked being a lifeguard. It was super awesome, but you know, it, it has a ceiling for how much you can earn and just yeah. generally, uh, yeah, so I, I thought like it's better to jump into the Amazon full-time. So moved to Thailand and yeah, there was a, how to say, it was much cheaper living and yeah, the business uh, was going pretty good in eighteen. So that's why I started also the other stream of income. Actually, in the good times, you know, I thought like, well, yeah. it's good now. Let's let's uh, keep it good.
0: Okay. So so so, so then I, I forgot to ask this, okay. but I, I'm assuming all of this is this Amazon.com or Europe or where are you selling?
1: Yeah, that was all Amazon.com. In Canada, we moved. I don't know why I did it only now, but we moved uh, to Canada. Uh, or like I think in 2020, late 2020. And uh, or early this year, I don't remember. But in uh, Canada, it's pretty good now. We're selling like barbecue-related products. Canada likes barbecue, and America likes barbecue. Everyone likes barbecue, pretty much. Everybody but... likes barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> but there is especially very good culture of this, and in Canada, yeah. surprisingly, very good culture of this. So,
0: okay. Now, now, so, so, mm. you were born in Ukraine. Are mm. uh, were you also uh, an Israeli citizen? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, okay, so what was your process for for, you know, which citizenship did you use to like apply to to sell in the USA, and did you have any trouble or was it pretty pretty easy to to apply as a foreign national?
1: Yeah, uh, the Israeli one, and uh, we yeah never had some problems. I think, but because two thousand sixteen was uh, less harsh. No, that it's not harsh right now, but it's a bit more. Maybe you need more papers or something. I'm not even sure. But back mm-hmm. in the day, it was uh, yeah, just like a few clicks, maybe a few, what was that, like bill, utility bill, something like this. I think it's still the same, right?
0: Yeah, uh, okay. So, so then living yeah. in, how, I'm just curious, I, I don't know the answer to this, but like living in yeah. Thailand and everything, like, what about taxes? Like, do you have to pay Israel tax? Do you pay Thailand, like income tax or or no tax are you paying because you're moving around so much or what's... Uh, is the government after you, or what's going on?
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a pretty common question. Interesting man, because uh, yeah, people are like, wait, you're living here, you were born there, you're selling there, and yeah, you're there. So what the heck? So yeah, it's pretty simple. Israel takes all the money. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> because a citizen in Israel, all right, and if yeah, you have okay. a business register there, you just.
0: All right, let's go back to our way now now, of course. Of course. uh way, what about you uh, as a, a Chinese citizen in 20, late 2018 starting an Amazon account? I know they've gotten a little bit stricter you know with anybody, you know you know, uh, you know even American people trying to get an account now, but but was it still easy in the end of 2018, or, or did you have to like do a video uh, test or interview with them to get an account or you just pretty much signed up?
2: Yeah, uh, I feel the first time. Uh, uh, due to the utility bill, okay. you know Amazon asked us to provide utility bill in China, mm-hmm. uh, but we only have invoices, and Amazon doesn't allow invoices. Then we do not have a utility bill like in the US. Uh, okay. we have we only have invoices. So the first the first uh, went down, and I use a second company to apply. Uh, back then, there is no video verification. Uh, right now, there is some postcard verif- verification.
0: So so uh, if you are in China and you want to start an Amazon account in an amazon.com, well, what does that mean, postcard verification?
2: Yeah, uh, you mean right now or back yeah. then?
0: Or, or, or wait, you had to do the postcard one or now is now, postcard?
2: Now it's a, a
0: postcard. Oh, okay, well, what, is that, what does that even mean? I don't even know what that means.
2: Yeah, um, uh, in China, you, you know, China is the, the ind- uh, made in China, is everywhere, so uh, Amazon has a China team. Uh, we call them, how to say, re- recruiting manager. Okay, okay. They go, they, they go to a uh, different part of China, like in southern part of China, eastern part of China. They go deep uh, and uh, they organize events. So mm-hmm. if some of the factories are interested in uh, joining Amazon or some of the traders want to join Amazon, they will add the, uh, the recruiting manager and uh, asking for links. The manager will send mm-hmm. links to them and they will click the link and register. That's how it goes. You can also uh, register by your own, but uh, it is not recommended here in China.
0: So then if you do it through these recruiters, then it's, it's almost guaranteed that you can, I mean, as long as uh, you pass those utility bills and things like that, it's, uh, so it's kind of like Amazon is trying to recruit Chinese uh, sellers, trying to make it a little bit easier, because I haven't heard of that from other countries, right? Yeah, yeah I
2: think it's, they want to make it easier for the Chinese
0: you're listening, I mean, obviously your English is better than the average Chinese person that I know, but uh, it's not your, your native tongue. So, so for you, and I know you have a big network over there, and for everybody else who, who English is not their first language, how do you guys get around the language barrier to, in order to, to create listings that you know a, a, an English person can understand?
2: For that part, I thank uh, Heliumton, uh, because Heliumton saves, uh, saves us a lot of energy. Uh, we use Cerebro to find the keyword, and uh, we have Scribbles uh, we, can, we can mimic. Uh, it, it's, it's not that a good word, uh, but uh, there are some native sellers, and they are selling the products for quite some time. Yeah. Their listing is uh, fully optimized. Uh, we can use Cerebro to back back their ASIN, find the most search keywords. We take that down to Excel or CSV, and uh, later we may uh, just uh, uh, try to do our own version of the listing. It's not but perfect. What about it, people whose
0: English is not as good as yours? I mean, you obviously can speak, you know, fairly decent English, but I know a lot of, there's, there's, you know, tens yeah. of thousands uh, of Chinese sellers. I'm sure their English is not that great, but th- does that mean that all of those companies, what they're doing is maybe they're hiring somebody like you who, who can speak a little bit of English in order to do the listings or are they translating it or what do you think they're doing?
2: Uh, I think they are translating. Uh, most, of, uh, most of the people who do not speak English well, uh, they will hire someone. Uh, in Taobao or in other places, uh, it's quite cheap. Uh, I think it's uh, the uh, last time I heard it's 100 RMB, uh, for a listing. Well, but uh, oh, they wow, do that's not che- have that's cheap. that much. Yeah, they do not have that much keyword uh sense. That's why uh, Helium uh, Ten Zero Cerebro makes a big role in here.
0: All right, it's time for my BTS of the episode. Bradley's 30 seconds. Here's my 30 second tip. Uh, we. Uh, mentioned in this episode about looking at demand on on Pinterest to get ideas. Well, you, know, you can do that on Etsy and even sites like Shopify and Alibaba, where if you want to see demand on Amazon, if you're on one of those websites, you can actually use the Helium 10 Chrome extension to do that. So if let's say you're on Etsy and you sh- search for Coffin Shelf, or you're on a Shopify website and they've got a certain product that you're on the page, You just click the Chrome extension, that same one that you would use on Amazon, and it's gonna bring up our new tool, Demand Analyzer, and it'll tell you that search keyword that's on that page, or just any keyword that you enter from that page, it'll tell you what is the demand on Amazon. How many searches are there? What are the top sellers? What are related keywords? So guys, start doing some product research when you're on Etsy. uh, You don't have to open up a whole other Helium 10 window and then an Amazon window to find all this. You can do it right there within Etsy, within Shopify, Open up the Chrome extension. If you guys don't have that Chrome extension yet, you can install it for free at h10.me forward slash extension. Now, for Wei, obviously it was easier probably to get a supplier. I mean, he's getting a supplier in his own country. He speaks the language perfectly and, and can negotiate and things. Now, how did you get your suppliers for your products when you were living in Thailand and, and Israel? Did, did you just use Alibaba or how did you find a factory?
1: The general process does get taught in the courses so you know you just go to uh, alibaba and then there you negotiate you can go 1688 to check prices maybe we, you know we can translate the keyword from english to chinese and put it there or even if you input the keyword in chinese in 1688 that's a sourcing website so yeah we just uh, find suppliers on alibaba we saw that the prices were good and we could make money and also Kind of uh comparing prices to other suppliers, of course, and to uh, sixteen eighty eight as well, and we saw the prices are fine, so yeah, it's just English talking there I would recommend people you know if you're looking for some suppliers through Alibaba, just see that you can get good English communication if you're speaking English because sometimes it's hard if it's not mm-hmm. and if you need to work with the person for a few good years, usually what would happen if you have a product that works well, you know you would just stay with the supplier that you're liking and uh course you can change but but yeah so it's just it's quite easy yeah english
0: did, did you uh did you use trade assurance for your first ones or do you did you just negotiate directly with the factory
1: yeah first trade assurance and then we switch to pioneer to just direct payments uh mm-hmm. because this saves quite a like i think about uh, th- these days uh trade assurance and alibaba is like 3.9 percent ish i think mm-hmm. and uh, pioneer is zero if you have pioneer to okay. pioneer
0: now, Vova, have you launched any new products like in the last year?
1: Yeah, I just launched a product, uh, what was that? <laughs> like a week ago, and today morning, I got my first uh, uh, two-star review on the three, five-star reviews. so. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Now, now, how are you, you know, yeah. since yeah. one year ago when, when they hmm. started putting, or I don't know if it was a year ago, but a little bit less, when yeah. they started putting the 200 uh, inventory limitation for new products, you know, you're not in America, you don't have a warehouse. Mm-hmm in California, in the back of your house, you know, like I do, so that that didn't affect me. So did you ship things to a 3PL first or how did you do it? I'm assuming before you would always just ship directly to Amazon.
1: Yeah. So good question, man. Very popular. Also people are like, wait, how do we launch these days? What do we do? So for me, yeah, it's, uh, we used to ship most of the stuff to FBA. Yes. Straight away. And we did use 3PL, but only when uh, the volumes gotten a bit bigger in the terms of units. But now what do we do is, for example, for this product, also barbecue related niche, we uh, sent 200 units to Amazon straight away and 300 to 3PL nearby. Okay, so we first okay. get the address on Amazon from uh, the 200 units, and then we send to. Uh, 3PL that's close to that address, and then we start the launch soft, not too much. We we actually do giveaways, so that's our strategy. You know, PPC we connect after a few reviews, and uh, you know we do posts stuff like that. Amazon posts now starting Pinterest for organic Pinterest traffic.
0: What's your strategy like? Like, mm. is it once a week, or do you have you know uh, do you have a certain schedule that you do post, and what's it about, etc.?
1: Well, it's it's interesting, yeah. So uh, you know. Amazon suggests I think three to five posts a day. If that's right, I think that that's what I remember from their suggestion. But now with the now we have the friend, the virtual assistant that helps us. That's that's kind of easier. But I used to do it alone, and what I used to do is I used to post about one two per day. Okay, and I didn't really see how to say. It just uh, po- uh, t- depends on the post. Some posts went. Very good, some not. So, you have to look at the metrics. And uh, the text usually is short because people are just skimming there. Yes. And what I found is just like a short text that maybe even mentions the keyword. So, it's going to be relevant. So, what I saw was pretty simple. Like, for example, they're looking for a, you know, in famous garlic press, famous, how you say, uh, are, hey, hey, hey there, looking for a garlic press, something like this. Just just mention something like that, so it kind of catches their attention because they're like, yes, I am, because you know that they are looking for this, and yeah. So these posts worked very good. Just where you mentioned the product name and maybe you mentioned their awareness.
0: One th- that's one thing I've never um, used before. I haven't used an Amazon post yet. Uh, I don't have time for everything, but that that's gonna be my next uh, little mini case study. Let's let's go back to a, way really quick. What was your what was your sales like last year? Uh, way in twenty twenty, did it go down because of COVID or did it go up?
2: Yeah, the, the, f- the first four months uh, scares me off. But uh, when, when we are go back, uh, we go full steam and uh, mm-hmm. we grow to around uh, 400,000.
0: Okay. Yeah. How many products? 13. 13 products. Uh, yes. Are these all separate uh, products or some uh, variations?
2: Uh, 13 products. Uh, some of them have two variations. I don't do many variations uh, in my listing.
0: How, how do you find these? Thir- how do you find these thirteen products? What was your strategy? Did you use like Helium ten to to find some opportunity, or or you saw, you know, you, you saw something on Etsy, you know, like Project X, or what? What was your strategy to say, hey, th- this yeah. is an opportunity, I need to invest in it?
2: Yeah, uh, uh, for me, it's all of the above. Uh, I took down some of the Kevin King sixteen standards, and there is some. Uh, Helium Ten software. There, there is a double seven thing, and uh, there is some mm-hmm. um, uh, go to the niche for the most searched, most liked uh, gift items. Uh, but uh, in China, we have the advantage of uh, following fast. Uh, when we see a trend, we 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 climb on it, yeah. and uh, that that's the advantage we have here.
0: So, of those, th- th- those are thirteen products. H- did any of them like? Uh, fail kind of like that one squeegee did where you had to stop selling it or everything you launched so far, it, you've been able to be profitable?
2: Yeah, I think only three of them, are. Uh, uh, I think is uh, successful. Uh, uh, around uh, five or six of them are, are just social, making some money. Uh, mm-hmm. They did not climb to the first page or, or not in the uh, first uh, top 10 places of the first page, but they are still making profit. So I'm just uh, leaving them there. Uh, for mm. two or three things, I just, um, I think I make clear, do some clearance. Okay. Uh, it's it's a rotating, it's a rotating thing. Uh, right now it's 13. But last year I, I do some seasonal product. I also sell travel related items. You know, that's mm. a... That, that w- that's a must have been terrible year. last year. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Uh, that, uh, well, I have a lot of inventories uh, back then. So... Uh, soon, the so-
0: I hope you kept it because soon in the next couple of months, I think travel... It's just going to no, go crazy. No, uh, I
2: just uh, disposed. Oh, no. Uh,
0: <laughs> you got rid of all of it, huh?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know when the, when the COVID <laughs> will, be, will end. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But, but like, you know, neck pillows and all these things that, that nobody wanted for, for nine months, it's, it's going to be pretty crazy. I mean, already here in America, we're seeing really big travel numbers uh, increase. Now, wait, what's your what's your main... PPC strategy, like, do you have a target for, for your, for, you know, how much total you want to spend on your, your tacos? In other words, how, what, what your total, you know, percentage of your gross sales you want to spend on PPC or, or you just do it product by product and just look at the A cost?
2: Uh, I just do it uh, product by product. I learned a lot from you. Uh, and uh, I think the tacos, uh, I, everybody wants the tacos to be lower. But uh, for the first two months, it's hard to get them lower than 20%. Uh, okay. So we have to stick to it.
0: So Vova had, had mm-hmm. talked about how some of his launch strategy is a mixture of like PPC and, and also giveaways. What about your launch strategy?
2: Yeah, the uh, launch strategy I used, uh, uh, is like your Mardif uh, recently uh, mm-hmm. for some big words and some niche words. That's, uh, that's the first part. Uh, before that, before you invented the Maldives honeymoon method, uh, yeah. I do a lot of PPC. Uh, I, I may open two auto campaigns, um, just a, a loose match, close match, and the other the other uh, two uh, in another yep. uh, auto campaign. So I do a lot of broad campaigns. Uh, each of them contains 10 uh, 15 keywords, and I track I track the keywords uh, uh, ranking by using the keyword tracker. So I know we, which keyword I should put uh, put more energy on to uh, bid more, or th- these keywords is not working. I should negative. That's that's a main. Uh, uh, I, I also do some Uh many chat. uh, uh mm. So that's uh, all I did for the past year.
0: Okay. How about reviews? You doing anything special for reviews, or or just using like helium ton follow up, or are you using insert cards or 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 any other special strategies for getting reviews?
2: Uh, we have some user cards. Uh, we we also do the request a review button. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So. But you, you uh, just hit the button. You're not you're not using the request a review in, in uh, follow up. We have the Chrome extension. Yeah. But but we all do you know do you know that in Helium 10 it's also in follow up like you don't even need to use the Chrome extension anymore. You can use yeah. request a review inside of Helium 10 so that you can filter out people. You didn't know that way. I don't know that. that takes oh, come a on,
2: wait! <laughs> no
0: way, wait! Okay, so Anyways, oh my goodness, uh, Vova, did you tell me you knew that? I knew, but I'm still clicking the button. <laughs> oh my goodness! You guys are wasting. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vova, I thought you wanted to party. You need more time partying, and you're wasting your time clicking the stupid button here when you can just automate it in follow up. Lord, man, lord. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious.
3: All right, guys. That sound means it's time for our CAT, our cat of the episode, which stands for Clubhouse After Party Tip. Once a week, we go live on the Clubhouse app and bring back former Series sellers podcast guests. We take live questions from you and they give you their best tip out there. So every episode, we're going to be giving you guys clips from these episodes we've been doing on Clubhouse. So you can get some great strategies from our former guests. Now, If you have the Clubhouse app, make sure to search for the Club Series Sellers podcast and follow it so that you can be notified when we go live. You can also follow our director of training on there at H10 Bradley. Today's cat is from Ashlyn Haddon, an e-commerce insurance professional originally from episode 227 from the Series Sellers podcast, who came back to share some invaluable wisdom on her matter of expertise.
4: I actually have a question for Ashlyn. Um Ashlyn, in, in terms of insurance, uh, so I primarily sell here in Canada on the .ca marketplace and uh, looking to expand into the .com U.S. marketplace uh, later this year. So in terms of insurance, what advice do you have for non-American or international sellers who are selling in the U.S. on .com? Uh, what's your advice uh, to them in terms of obtaining insurance? Mm-hmm. Move to America. <laughs> no, the Canada market is really, really super hard for us right now. We are struggling to find um, carriers that will actually extend coverage to a Canadian company. So right now, the only way that we have around that is for, you, um, for an entity to get a U.S. tax ID number and a U.S. mailing address. That is the only way the U.S. carriers will allow coverage currently. Um, Once you get U.S. coverage, then we can extend liability worldwide, but you still would need that U.S. insurance um, to start with, and then we could do that extension. Um, We get a lot of questions on how to do that. Um, how to get a US EIN and the tax ramifications and all of that. So, I am not a tax advisor, so definitely talk to a tax advisor. But we have heard a lot of our international sellers that do a zero tax return um, and make it a pass through entity. So, you're not paying US taxes, you're not paying um, anything in the US, um, but you do have to have that US EIN. Um, so, tax. Talk to your tax advisor. You can get the EIN on the federal, um, the U.S. government federal website. You can get it from a U.S. attorney. There's a bunch of different ways for you to be able to get it. But you do have to have that now um, in order to get U.S. coverage.
0: What about you, Vova? Um, Any s- unique strategies you have either for, for PPC or for uh, getting reviews?
1: Yeah, so for PPC, I can't say much because my partner takes care of that. So my knowledge in PPC is very minor. Hence, I don't have many videos on my channel about this. So, But I will say from uh, other strategies for, say, for lunch or for the reviews even, let's talk reviews, is, yeah, it's good to include the insert, right? But here's one strategy that might help you even uh, get more maybe people scanning your insert. So think mm-hmm. about it. The insert is in your box, right? Now, yes, you can put a stop sign on it, something that will attract the eye, some crazy face, some huge eyes, you know what I mean? Like, so people need yep. to see that. They must see that. But another thing you can do is, for example, you have a pen that you're selling. Pen it is, right? Not pen like writing, pen like cooking. Pen. Uh, oh, okay. Pen. Yes. So what you can do is you can put a little hanger on the, say, on the, on the handle. And on one side of the hanger, you can put, you know, like, uh, I don't know, some, uh, some oh, your company logo, maybe. On the other side, put the QR code and say, like, scan here for this and that. Why is it good? Because <laughs> if people are going to be cooking, for sure, maybe they opened the box, but they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't look at the insert, whatever. But here it is. They have to take it off. You know, they will prob- probably see this. Not necessarily they will use it. uh, It depends on your copy, on how good your offer there is on this little hanger. But think about it. It's another way to showcase your uh, place to to get them to either to portals on Helium 10 or mini chat, Mm -hmm. if you wish. And, of course, on the follow-up of this thing, uh, you get them in your list. And then I think the strategy for us is to, of course, somehow get the review. So we can either just give value, value, value. Like we can give some more information about the product. If it's a pen, we can just give without asking too much, you know, just give some cookbook, e- e- PDF. We can give some emails, automatic email sequence that gives some tips for cooking. And after this, maybe in your follow-up sequence again, you can ask for the uh, review. Another thing I would recommend for Minichat is taking the OTN. OTN re- these days is called one-time notification because you can really contact the users if you, in, you can just message them if you don't have this OTN. Yeah. So make sure that in your follow-up in ManyChat, it, once they scan the barcode, part of your sequence for the first day is to take OTN from them. And if you can take two OTN for them, take two OTN.
0: As you were talking, I just thought of something. We're gonna do something different. I've never done this I, before when I have two guests. We're gonna have like a little battle here, a strategy battle because that, mm. that's the topic of Serious Sellers Podcast is serious strategy. So. So, so Vova uh, has one point right now. That was a pretty good one. Uh, That was a good uh, strategy right there about placement of your uh, of your insert. Now, wait. I mean, you can take a a a little bit of time to think about it too. What is your strategy? It doesn't have any. It doesn't have to be about you know insert cards. It can be about anything. But, but uh, you have to come up with a strategy as good or better than Vova. And actually, let's see who gets the point on this one.
2: We have to combine a lot of tools together to find uh, what was selling the most uh in the next coming season or uh, in autumn in fall um so there there's quite a lot of tools out there a google trends glimpse um when, when we look at the data we 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 are predicting for the future and yep. uh we all know pinterest they have as you as you mentioned uh pinterest has a four months ahead of time so yep. uh what uh, what i encourage uh, all of the listener to do is uh to uh, look at pinterest and look at google trends look at uh, glimpse uh, it will give you some a broad idea what what is what is uh, um, do you need to discover out there and uh, not competing with the uh, existing uh, product uh, pool in the uh, on amazon so um, mainly the pinterest offers uh, di- uh diversification differentiation ideas so uh when you take the time to do the packaging to do the uh, a little bit of uh, bundling or uh, uh, design, design uh, change, uh, your picture, your product will jump out, it will jump out from the list, uh, from the search. Uh, so people will more likely to keep, click your uh, pictures and uh, the rest uh, is all you need to, uh, to do the conversion.
0: You're looking on Pinterest. How do you determine if it's trending on Pinterest or not? Like how do you find something hot on Pinterest, do you then like uh, you mentioned like you go look at Google Trends or, or something, or, or how do you know?
2: Yeah, uh, I think uh, there's a uh, uh, Google Trend and Glimpse, they all have a good tool about uh, data uh, forecasting. I think okay, uh, they'll they'll uh, they'll give you some ideas about this uh, this product is trending, like like the TikTok lights.
0: TikTok lights, ah, interesting, yeah,
2: okay, it's like the TikTok lights uh, because um, uh, when people are, uh, are talking about TikTok maybe people are, uh, the TikTok influencer, they are already making some purchases around TikTok. Yeah. So there is the TikTok lights, And before that, there is a the search on Google about TikTok lights.
0: Interesting. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. One point each. So this is kind of a hybrid of what I call on my podcast, that's TST 30 second tip. So that was like a two minute tip. That was still TST because it was two minute tip. But for both of you guys, it took a couple of minutes. Now let's go back to Vova. This will be your last chance now. So, how about something that what you know, thirty seconds or one minute or less? Hmm. Another unique strategy that you think you use that maybe some of our audience doesn't really know about.
1: What I would say is I would go back to that same tip and I would use it as a main picture tip. So, what do I mean? So, if you have a pen that has a little hanging, what you would say a hanger, I call it on the on the um, on the handle, right? So what you can do is you can make the hanger look very colorful and shiny. And for example, if your pen somehow is eco-friendly, or you have some other product that's eco-friendly, or just generally you can use like green hanger. For example, something beautiful from your designer. What is nice about this is on the one side you might have that uh, way to the another QR code side of your maybe of your insert of your box where they can see it, but on the other side, you don't have to show it to all the world uh, at the the main picture, just use something very eye-catching and it can give you a little bit more CTR on your picture. All right, Wei, back
0: to you. Another strategy from you.
2: Yeah, uh, I think uh, uh, I'll do about some PPC tips. Um, uh, I would love to uh, split the test or do more more campaigns. Uh, People in China, they are afraid uh, to do campaigns. I heard someone, they put 500 words in one campaign. Oh, my so, God. Um, so I think maybe for uh, quite a lot of sellers, they are confused when they see too many campaigns. But uh, uh, it's necessary to uh, split your uh, keywords to multiple campaigns. And uh, uh, you can do uh, the, the, the bid adjustment later. Uh, it will help because uh, the more specific uh, each campaign is, the more you can handle uh, the negative thing.
0: Okay, so the, like what, what's, your, what's your max number of keywords per campaign then, uh, before you, you, you start to split and make a new one?
2: Yeah, uh, I tried a lot, but right now I think I may open 15 campaigns for each product.
0: 15 campaigns per product? Yes. And each campaign has how many?
2: Yeah, the, uh, the budget is low. <laughs> the budget's not like 100 each. The budget, okay. uh, like the auto campaigns, uh, I say uh, you could do it uh, two campaigns, but uh, I used to uh, do the test. I opened four. Each one is a loose campaign for a whole campaign. And then there's an exact uh, exact match. That's a campaign. Uh, so okay. There is something uh, I bid a little bit more, like uh, it's called uh, missing. Uh, like uh, I bid 0.2, 0.2. 20 cents? Yeah, 20 mm-hmm. cents. And mm-hmm. if there's, there's no impressions, I the uh, the bid. Uh, to 20, uh, 25 cents. So when there is impressions, I see if there is some uh, conversions. So I do a lot of tests. Uh, for, for the 15 uh, campaigns, mainly it's from the broad, broad, uh, broad match.
0: Okay. All right. Interesting. 15 campaigns per product. That's almost sounds like uh, Mina Elias. We had him on the podcast a while back. He uses tons of campaigns per product as well. All right, well, uh, Vovo, what's your, what's your goals for 2021? You have like revenue goal or profit goal or, or life goal or what's going on with you?
1: Yeah, man, great question. And uh, well, I'll tell you the, uh, the profit uh, goal, actually the revenue goal, the profit, I hope it's gonna stay at least uh, on 25%, but it seems to go up. We're above 30, I think now generally for this year. And it's mainly due to the product being more mature, more reviews, and we can raise prices and stuff like that. So it's pretty nice. But we would like to do revenue-wise a million bucks this year. And we're on uh, we're about 80, something like Wait, this. Wait, did, did, so
0: didn't was, you say uh, it was $250,000 last yes, year? Yes, 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 yes. And you're trying to go 4x in one year?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Have you just completely stopped partying or, or what's going on? How, how are you going to be able <laughs> Bro, to do that? It's
1: been, uh, tw- yeah, it's funny enough that <laughs> I have because there, everything was closed. How many products uh, w-
0: what is yes. it going to take, you think, to generate that million dollars goal? Cool.
1: So, right. So we have now, I think, seven products. Okay. okay. And uh, we are, how to say, we're planning to launch two more. Okay. But because we're going to other markets like Canada, and it seems like we were sleeping on this too long because it's just, you know, with a few reviews, it's already even passing the States, selling Mm -hmm. sales in the States. What? What, Ah. uh,
0: One product, you're Ah. selling more in Canada than USA?
1: Yes. For example, one product that, uh, for example, in the USA, well, it was screwed there in the ranks and everything, so it didn't sell much, but... In Canada, upon just putting there on the you know on the on the market, yes, organically, yeah, it already got into like I think twenty sales a day.
0: One last question: Mm. I just thought of this. Like all this business you're doing in Canada, Mm. are you sending inventory to Amazon Canada, or are you fulfilling it from your USA FBA inventory?
1: Great question. So I think it's good for people to test it out with this program to to try and uh, how you call it to try and the NARF, NART, something like this to, uh, to list your product in Canada while selling from the States. Yes, it will cost you a lot of fulfillment fees, but then you can at least see how the market is responding. And then what we do is we sell, sorry, we send the product to Canada, all right, to 3PL. We will turn off this program because it's more expensive and just start uh, straight fulfillment we send to Amazon.
0: All right, let, let's go back to, uh, to uh, way. What's your goal? For twenty uh, twenty one,
1: yeah. Uh, right now, I'm
2: writing a book about Amazon, how to sell on Amazon in Chinese. Mm. In, in
0: Chinese or English?
2: In Chinese. I, my English is not that good to write a book. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, you can to, make an
0: Amazon listing. You can you can write a book. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, th-
2: there there there's uh, quite a different ways uh, doing Amazon here in China. Uh, as you mentioned, there's notorious uh, Chinese sellers. Uh, uh, believe me, there's a lot more Chinese sellers who want to do decent business on Amazon, uh, but uh, they do not have the access to the good knowledge. Uh, so uh, what I'm writing is about how to do the Amazon the right way, do not uh, hijacking uh, other listings, and just uh, make a decent life. Uh, that's uh, the book is about. Um, uh, uh, for the for the for the company, uh, I have the same goal like Vova. I hired the VAs from Philippines and uh it's uh, it's a uh, I I regret. I regret not hiring her uh uh much, much earlier. So uh she's a great help. I, I sure. think uh, uh I also uh even the product searching for her. Uh, that's that's really nice. Uh save a lot of energy for me. Um I think that's all.
0: Okay. All right. So wh- what about uh... Revenue wise, like, uh, are are you as, as crazy as Vova and trying to Forex yeah. your, your sales uh, this year? I, I share the same goal like Vova, one million. Oh my goodness! What is you guys are so ambitious. I, I love it. I love it. All right, and then, uh, it, then your book. Are you how are you going to sell your book? Like like on um, yeah, the
2: books uh, the book sells how uh, quite, quite cheap here in China. It's only about six bucks. So it's, uh, I will not make a fortune out of it. Uh, But, uh, uh, you know, I'm a reporter. I used to be a reporter. I love writing. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Cool, cool. All right. So, uh, Vova, you know, we've talked about your YouTube here. So can you give, like, if people want to, you know, reach you or find you on the interwebs out there and check out your YouTube channel or or ask you some follow-up questions on, or or maybe want to go partying with you in Ibiza, how can they uh, find you uh, out there? What's some of your links?
1: So, yeah, you can find me on YouTube as uh, Vova Evan, V O V A E V E N, in English. In Russian, I have also channel. Uh, if you type the same in Russian, uh, Vova <laughs> Wait, wait, I... <laughs> and that's in Russian, and also in Hebrew. Okay. I speak Hebrew too, so uh, Vova Evan in Hebrew, uh, Vavav Bethei, You can find me on <laughs> Hebrew as well, uh, YouTube. And yes, yeah, well, Todarva
0: and uh, sp- <laughs> Spacilo. <laughs> all right, man, yeah.
1: There we go. Bakkasha, <laughs> Paja and yes, uh, welcome to contact me all the time. Happy to talk.:
0: Cool. And, and way, like, uh, I know you have a, a big audience, so if anybody is listening from from China or even you know, uh, you know, other uh, Chinese-speaking people around the world who maybe want to find out when, when your book is going to be, or reach out to you to get some help with their Amazon business, how can people uh, find you on the Internet out there?
2: Uh, you can uh you can search me uh Wayne Han uh W A Y N E H A N. That's my English name, Wayne. And uh, you can also search me on um, Bilibili. Uh, it's uh Han Dahai. It's uh it means the uh, Han the sea the ocean.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, cool, love it, love it. All right, well, guys, tens of thousands of people just heard your your lofty goals for <laughs> this year. So I've got to hold you to it. So next uh next summer or so we'll definitely try and reach out to you guys and bring you back to the podcast and let's see if you were able to each hit that 1 million and if you were then you guys will be rich enough to treat me to a a trip to Ibiza all three of us together and we'll go party with Vova does that sound good way
2: good come to China
0: (laughs) we'll uh, we'll go to Ibiza and then we'll go uh Macau and, and then we'll go to Beijing we'll just we'll just have a crazy party week
1: Great, I'm in. I'm in. If
0: we reach that. For yeah, sure. yeah. Volvo's like, don't, don't threaten me with a good time. That, that's that's. Uh, he's all about that. All right, cool. <laughs> well, guys, it was uh, great uh, for you to come on, and and I, I love doing this stuff. You know, we've got three people who've no, none of us have really you know met each other in person, but mm-hmm. we're all kind of connected in this Amazon game. And, and look at that, you guys are from completely different backgrounds, completely different parts of the world. And look how many things you guys had in common from your your revenue to your to your goals to some of your strategies. I love it. Amazon brings the, the world together. Sounds corny, but kind of true when you think about it. Woo! <laughs> <Sure. laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, we'll see you guys later. And uh, well, we'll look forward to you being on the show again.
1: Thanks for the opportunity, man.